I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, Brothers and sisters of the Tolkien estate, as you can see there, that is the movie Bad Taste by director Peter Jackson. Uh, We're we're going through his films to see if he should direct the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, Brother Jack, what did you think of that one? Um, ghastly amounts of blood, good sir, ghastly. Yes, I do feel like I need to go to the bathroom to expel a mouthfully liquid, if you know what I mean. Hmm, <laughs> rather, yes, yes indeed, indubitably good, sir. Uh, cousin, cousin Mayor, what did you think of that movie? Oh, yeah, bro, that was brilliant, mate. That was the best movie I've ever seen, bro. The best movie you've ever seen. Why? Did you you see that guy's head? It was cracked open. Bloody brains were going everywhere, bro. Well, you always were a bit of a dark sheep. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm ruining the bit. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I I nearly popped a blood vessel in my eye trying not to laugh. (laughs) Oh, no. What do you mean, mean, bro? That's the best movie ever. (laughs) Did you... Did you see that guy when he bazookaed the house? That was fantastic. It was a, it was barely high art, but it certainly was a, a lot of blood. Mm, heavens to Betsy, an awful, <laughs> awfully large amount of blood. Good sir. <laughs> what the? <laughs> you see, all the kids, they're into the uh, gore and blood and stuff. So if we just uh, make him do the uh, Lord of the Rings, should be able to... Uh, have all that in the Lord of the Rings. They'll love it. Get all the kids, get lots of money. Maybe we could also force him to do a prequel trilogy at some point that he doesn't want to do. No, nah, that sounds like a fucking horrible idea. <laughs> that sounds like it had ended in three drawn-out, over-exaggerated movies that go nowhere half the time. Uh, hello and welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. Sorry to break character, but that was just, that, that was just a cold opening sketch. It was a, it was a, a sloppy, uh, warm opening, I'd say. It was something, all right. Like, like, like a, like a, a bluish green vomit in a bowl, I would say. Ah, uh, yes, made out of yogurt and muesli with green food colouring. Yes. Mmm, yummy. Uh, this is a podcast where we watch movies from 1987 in the order they came out, and we have got three episodes left, including this one, until we move on to 2001, which is what we're doing next year. I'm excited for that, but of course, we do have three more movies to talk about. The first of that three is what we're doing right now. It's Peter Jackson's Bad Taste. My name is Sandro. Zach is here. Oh, yeah, bruv. I'm here, bro. And we have brought in the master of disgusting movies that make you want to take a shower. He came in to do Superman 4 and Jaws 4 and absolutely hated us, so we let him do (laughs) Evil Dead 2013, and now he's back to do Bad Taste because it's gory. Uh, Scorn, you're back. Hello. Hi. Welcome me. Wait, wait. Welcome. I was about to say welcome back to you boys. Welcome back to me, I should say. Hi. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Third time's a charm. And what a movie you're back for. I mean, it's one of the goriest films we've covered on the show. Is it the goriest? I don't know. Toxic Avenger was taking that mantle for a while. 
Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, the original, kind of overtook it, but again, it's Patreon, so it doesn't really count. Mm-hmm. Is this gorier than Toxic Avenger, Zach? I don't... I think it might be. Uh, in, in some ways, yes. Mm. But in other ways, like, I think they're relatively on par. Like, the whole idea is this is supposed to emulate that sort of movie with the amount yeah. of gore and blood and other things. I think I think they're probably on par. But in this one, I think it, there's a lot of brain and blood that goes everywhere. It's it's a little it's a little much at times. It's not really realistic. It's very cartoony. I I, I don't think he was going for realism. What? I, I have to break it to you. I thought this was the most realistic movie we've ever done. Uh, Scott, what did you think of Bad Taste? Have you seen this before? I had seen it before. Rewind about 20 plus years, though. Uh, there's a long, long gap between viewings. Damn. I remember it being, as you can imagine, really uh intense and memorably gory and whatever and then i've watched it recently and i thought oh golly (laughs) i watched it just today actually as a refresher before the podcast and i enjoyed it just as much as i did back then but boy the way your memory remembers things is incredible because i remember it being (laughs) such cutting edge special effects and boy was it uh far from it by today's standards there's no moments when you kind of wince at what's going on because I like there's some movies that are so gory that you feel them. Mm. I'm talking like some Saw stuff, mm-hmm. that Evil Dead 2013 film. You definitely mm. felt some of the moments in that. Mm-hmm. In this, you're just kind of laughing at it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good know? point. You don't really like go, oh, that was painful. I felt bad for those seagulls. Like, what do you have to do that to them? I was like, oh. That probably hurt, you know? <laughs> what did you think of the film, Zach? Oh, I thought it was great. I cannot remember the last time I've laughed so hard at a movie. The, this was uh, very amusing to watch. You could tell Peter Jackson was having a very fun time playing uh, around with this movie. He was having a grand old time uh, running around, leaping over people, getting stabbed. You know, he was having a wild, a wild time. And I think everyone involved was... Just kind of being a bit whack. Yeah. I, I'm very curious to see how much this costs, <laughs> you know, as his, as his first movie. Because I thought the uh, the special effects were quite well done. And overall, the story's pretty s- stupid. The movie is... Look, it's just friends playing around in their backyard, but in the best way possible. Mm. I've got quite a lot of fun facts about this movie that we'll get into, because the synopsis section is probably going to be quite short, because there is no plot. But... Uh, Zach, what were the other options for this week before we jump into any of that? What else could I have chosen? Uh, you had a couple more options. You had Cold Steel, a policeman avenges his dad's murder. We have Throw Mama from a, the Train, which sounded incredible. That one stars Danny DeVito, where a student will murder his teacher's ex-wife if the teacher will kill his mother. And then we have Wall Street, uh, an award-winning movie about stockbrokers during the Great Depression. Have you seen any of those, Scorn? No. No, no, no. But I'm still curious about that one, Throw Mama from the Train. Mm. Are they doing like a bit of a, a murder exchange? Yeah. Why not just kill the respective people in your own lives and not have to get other people involved in your affairs? Gonna have to watch it to find out. I know. Plot twist. Damn it. Okay, done. Sounds interesting. I mean, it's Danny DeVito and he's basically the king of dark comedies, so, you know. Yeah, could be good. But anyway, bad taste. It was released on the 11th of December in 1987. Saying that, 
didn't really hit the US until uh, 1989, like midway through that year. So uh, we're very much going for the New Zealand release date on this one. It is like mm. an independent movie, so it took ages to, to get a full rollout. Uh, but we snuck it in there. Nice. It is written, directed, and produced all by Peter Jackson, also starring Peter Jackson in two roles. He plays the role of Derek, the Tom Baker cosplayer, uh, the Doctor Who Mm. cosplayer, and then also Robert, the alien who has a beard. Mm. (laughs) He plays them both, which is quite interesting because he's in scenes with himself multiple times. How did he do it? The magic of Hollywood, baby. I'd, I'd have to say the director did a good job on that one. Clearly, the director and that actor went, mm. worked quite well together. They're very in sync. Yeah. Almost like they were the same person. Uh, th- this was his first feature-length movie. It took him four years to film this. <whistles> he and his friends would record every weekend, and it took him four years to get it all done. That meant, because it's over four years, there was no script. Each scene was pretty much improvised and made up on the spot. I think they probably would have had a layout of the story, but saying that it started off as like a 20-minute short and then became a feature after they realised that they could do more with the idea. So maybe they didn't have an end goal in mind. Who knows? Uh, uh, Look, I think it starts off weird and then it gets more into a sort of movie, so that would make sense. It's like starts off very slow and nonsensical. (laughs) They sort of come up with the plot on the way, you know? (laughs) I think the nonsensical sort of theme remains throughout but you know <laughs> they they hone in the nonsense you're right though like the opening sequence which kind of sets up the boys does kind of feel like they shot that near the end of the movie and then like the start was just who have we got okay we, we got a bunch of friends we'll film them attacking zombies no wait they're aliens and then we'll come up with a backstory for the final half hour of the film and oh we mm-hmm. need a reason for them to enter the house. Oh, we'll make another character. Yeah. It does kind of feel like that. Yeah, it does. Uh, there's barely any information on the cast outside of that. I tried to find some stuff. Just like the behind-the-scenes crew, I think most of them are just Peter Jackson's friends. Mm. The voice of Lord Crumb, because much like Italian movies, everything is dubbed. Every line of dialogue is dubbed. So the big bad guy uh, was played by an actor who passed away because obviously the filming took four years. So he died Mm. by the time they were adding dialogue to the film. So they brought in this guy called Peter Via Jones, who had done heaps of like New Zealand TV. He was in like Xena Warrior Princess and other such famous shows. Mm. I think they were both good. But for the cast, I don't really have stuff that they've done before, but I do have fun facts about the cast. Okay. Oh, exciting. Lay it on us. One of the guys, Craig Smith, I think he played the one who smoked a lot. (laughs) Mm. Ah, yes. My favorite character. Classic 1980s characteristics. He was a part of the original cast that they started filming with. And then he got married. Mm. And then he got divorced within the four year time frame it took to make the movie. So what happened was... He was filming with them on the weekends, then he got married, and because of that marriage, he had to be written out of the film because his wife was a devout Christian and he couldn't film on Sundays. Ah, Wow. Unfortunate. He then joined the film later when they were quickly divorced. Oh, (laughs) right, yeah. Poor guy. You certainly had a fun filming filming career. And then another fun fact is about Pete O'Hearn, who plays the guy with a beard. 
Now, he has a beard. Peter Jackson told him, Oh, we filmed your first scene with a beard. So if you want to shave, sorry, you can't. So for four years, Peter Jackson prevented this poor man from shaving. Oh, oh that poor guy. What if he hated it? Mm. I know. So rather than reshooting the first scene after he'd shaved his beard off, he just made him keep it for four years because that seemed like <laughs> the simplest solution. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, damn. Peter Jackson rules with an iron fist, man. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, can't you see that this was a serious film? Yeah. For serious people? Method acting. Very important. Mm. Mm. So that's all I've got on the cast. Uh, one of the editors, we don't really talk about the editors of any films that we review, but one of the editors is named Jamie Selker who edits every single Peter Jackson movie until King Kong. That is pretty cool. So for the reception, this has got 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score is 75. We've got a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb as well. Pretty positive, but uh, as you can imagine, very mixed reviews upon release. People were like, the gore is too much. Yeah. A lot of critics were like, wow, this was made on a tiny budget and it looks amazing. So, mm. you know, pretty mixed across the board, but uh, mostly positive. Yeah, specifically the first scene, I think, where we see someone shot off a guy's head and it, like, shows the head. Yeah. I was not expecting it to be that, like, gruesomely detailed. It was it was very well done. I was actually quite impressed. It's probably why he got some more effect work later down the line. That is true. So, instead of making you guess how much this movie made, we have no idea how much this film made because it took forever to roll out around the world. Instead, I'm going to make you guys guess how much it cost. We'll start with Scorn. How much do you think this movie cost? Oh, jeez. Oh, see, I'm an overthinker. So I'm thinking, like, did he call in favors from friends? Is that how he got his hands on the special effects? Because if that's the case... Shit, this movie is probably like in the realms of like a couple of thousand at best. But then again, did he not? Did, did that come out of his pocket or funding? Uh, I don't know. Let, pff, this is how my brain works. Mm. Um, I want to say 25K. I don't know. 25K. Right. All right. 25. <laughs> I don't know where I pulled that number from. That's a, that's a lot of dosh. That would be New Zealand dollars as well. How much is the New Zealand yeah. dollar worth? I don't know. Yeah. How's the dollar doing over there? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. I barely know how our own, our own dollar's doing. You know, <laughs> good old dollary dues. Um, Whereas in New Zealand they're called dollary sheeps. Boo! That's pretty terrible. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty terrible. I'm gonna. I will guess. I'll go higher. Oh, I'll go fifty. I'll go fifty. Fifty. Fifty k. Well, it cost. 25k. You're joking. <gasps> no. No, it did not. Did it actually? The budget is 25k. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh. So you hit the nail right on the head. There is a bit of a twist, though, because at the very end of filming, they were given a grant by the New Zealand Film Commission for 235k, but that was like right at the end. I think that was more for helping out with like getting them played in festivals and stuff. Right. Because they were shooting for four years and that probably came in in like the last few months but uh but yeah 25k i uh i assure you i did not even i didn't look that up that was just an absolute guess yeah all right yeah 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 sure no, sure no. tell it tell it to <laughs> the judge <laughs> that's uh that blew my mind i thought there was no way in this lifetime one x that i actually got that right well you're a genius mm. only on mm -hmm. your third episode as well how about this superstar quick little fun facts before some taglines uh we live in australia mm. and the Australian classification system, they're known 
for banning things. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, did they ban this movie? I'm what? so shocked. They didn't actually. No, no, what? no. They made their own. <laughs> they made their own censored edit to remove some of the gore. Ah, okay. and uh, and they released it to cinemas. However, plot twist: Queensland had their own classification board at the time. Okay, for some reason. Uh, and they banned it. Oh. So on all VHS copies of this movie in like the 90s and early 2000s, it said banned in Queensland on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a badge of honour I would wear. <laughs> yeah, that's like a collector's edition right there. I want I want that on a badge that I could put on, on you know. Exactly. Even, um, even if you've never seen the movie... That front cover, like that that cover art, mm, that yeah. image for bad taste is probably recognizable anywhere by anyone. Even if you've not seen it, you've probably seen that cover somewhere. Yeah, I think I think I remember seeing it in like a blockbuster or something back in the day, a, a video yeah. busters, what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that video cover, and it's just this alien flipping me off, and I'm like, well, that's yeah. a bit rude. What's this movie? <laughs> yeah, my uh, my old man had a copy of it in our sort of VHS collection. And I, I guess it's a censored version of the video because instead of the finger, it's got like a peace sign. <laughs> yes, yes. You can, you can see copies of it. There's an edited safer copy where they added extra finger to make it doing the peace sign. Yeah. I was going to bring that up because it's on Google Images if you Google it. Yeah. So that's funny. You had the censored version. Yeah, my old man had that cover. That's really funny. Like, was the film censored or just the cover? Uh, from memory, not at all. Okay. Mm. Uh, I, I still remember copious amounts of gore, but th- I just remember that we had that alternate cover and maybe he'd bought it twice um, to have both versions of the cover. But yeah, for whatever reason, we had that that cover. That's amazing. That's amazing. I just had a thought. There's like a lot like gratuitous violence in this movie, but no gratuitous nudity, which is quite rare for low-budget horrors of this style, particularly in the true. 80s. Yeah. So Peter Jackson, not a creep. Not a creep. But I'm also going to point it out there, did you see a single female character? <laughs> Peter Jackson, also a misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's not what I was saying. This just in. That's not what I was saying. This hot take from 1987. <laughs> All right, taglines. There's five taglines to this movie. Uh, you've got to give them a thumbs up or a thumbs down, discuss them dissect them do all the things the first tagline is one thing the aliens hadn't counted on was derek and derek's don't run (laughs) well hey it is a throwback to the line from the movie which is which is better i mean shit as far as taglines go i'll give it a thumbs up it's not like completely irrelevant and it has no throwback or callback to anything you know that's a thumbs up to me i'll give it a I'll give it a shaky. At, le- at least it referenced something in the movie and not something that isn't in the movie. You're going to give the tagline a shaky? <laughs> All right, the second tagline is, Watch out, aliens. Here comes Derek. They really focus on Derek, huh? I think it's because he's played by Peter Jackson. But is that it? That's the tagline? There's no follow-up? <laughs> That's the whole tagline. I'll give it a shaky. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll give that one a shaky as well. <laughs> Next one. Crumps. Crunchy delights. Thumbs up. Uh, Love it. Yeah, look, sarcasm aside, that's a thumbs down from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with Scorn personally. Uh, fourth one, the bastards have landed. 
Well, oh, I'm ruining them with the voice. Yeah, see, I'm just having to look past the voice, but um, <laughs> I th- I think that's fine. The bastards have landed. Yeah, 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 I like that one. Oh yeah, I should be putting on a New Zealand accent. Yeah, do <laughs> yeah, do a New Zealand accent. Oh mate, the bastards have landed. <laughs> so that was terrible. Oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. No, but if you're looking at the cover right, and you can see the guy flipping you off, and it says the bastards have landed, you know. Yeah, I'd be interested in watching this, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's badass. All right, the final one. Human meat for intergalactic hamburgers. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's relevant. The New Zealand accent really improves it. I feel, I really feel like that made that uh, tagline, so I'm going to give it a thumbs up. So what was it again? I got too distracted by the accent. Mm, yeah, please, tell us again, Sandro. Human meat for intergalactic hamburgers. No, 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 that's not how you say it. Come on, Sandro. Human meat for intergalactic hamburgers. <laughs> there we go. Better, Perfect. better. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just it's just a, a reference from the movie. It's, fuck, it's not a fucking tagline. So thumbs down. All right, let's jump into the plot. <laughs> Of bad taste. Because <laughs> there isn't one. I get it. There's a lot to unpack here. Let's go. Scorn, it opens with an image of a very important uh, historical figure. Does it? The Queen. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it does too. I, I was kind of thinking about the silhouetted sciencey guy oh, yes. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, how is he? Yeah, right. No, you're right, though. There was Queen. She popped up. Was that Nikola Tesla? What was he supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. How does he tie into this shenanigan? <laughs> it opens on this picture of the Queen, and we hear, like, this phone call. Uh, it's like an mm. emergency phone call or something, Zach? It's a recording of an emergency phone call. Yeah. Uh, we hear someone saying that there's invaders that have come in, quote unquote. There was this roaring noise, and then these these invaders started killing us. <laughs> wow. Um, and you're actually New Zealand. <laughs> uh, uh, I am. Could have fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> we see the recording be wound up by by a figure, a certain figure. Describe what this figure looks like for the audience. For Which me? figure are we talking about now? Uh, as good as your description was. The the guy in shadow who has uh, wound up this recording, he had to press a button. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, yes, he's got a hook hand, but on the end of the hook is a finger. <laughs> oh, okay. He has, a, he has a finger hand and he pokes the buttons with his finger hand. And then he, and then he picks up another hand with his other hand, like a spare like hook head and this one's specifically for holding a cigar and he smokes <laughs> using the cigar holding the cigar ah, look you know how like look. those old like fancy women used to like smoke cigarettes like on a stick sort of thing and they'd use that yeah, yeah. yeah. it was kind of like that but for fingers but he, yeah. it's his just whole spare hand yeah so anyway, he calls the boys, mm. and we're not talking about Amazon's the boys. We're talking about New Zealand's the boys. <laughs> oh no! And they're far superior, I think. The New Zealand <laughs> the boys. These are the OG boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the A team, but if they're all just Peter Jackson's friends in the backyard, mm. they're so incompetent, but it's so good. Mm. It's fantastic. So we see one of them is on the ground looking around this town, this seemingly deserted town. Mm. The other one is Peter Jackson's Derek, <laughs> who is like this uber nerdy, snotty 
Uh, oh um, god dribbly dribbly dude he's just a nerd he's the 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 stupid uh stereotypical nerd of the 80s where they have big glasses they're socially inept yeah they're drooling he's dressed up as the doctor yeah 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 yeah, yeah. They're, they're always dressed up as one of the versions yeah. of the doctor one of the versions of the well because at first i was like maybe that's just how we dress but then they make an ex like an actual reference to Doctor Who later on, then I went, oh, yeah. Also, like, he was involved in the 50th anniversary, I think, so he's obviously a massive fan. Ah, oh, there you go. Shout out to Doctor Who. I used to watch that. So there's zombified people. <laughs> they're, they're not zombies, they're aliens. Can't you tell? They're wearing jeans and a shirt. I think it started off. I think, because they probably filmed this first, I've got a feeling... They filmed it as a zombie thing and added the alien thing in later. One hundred percent started as a zombie film. I agree. Yeah, one hundred percent started as a zombie flick. How would you describe these zombies, Scorn? You're going to be our description guy on today's episode. Okay. Yeah, you're 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 the expert. So these are like your these these zombie aliens. You know, they're very reminiscent of your local drunk stumbling home. Probably just after lunchtime, having started drinking at nine in the morning. Yeah, um, yeah. After losing all their money on a on a horse bet, mm. that's the that's the mannerisms of these guys. Mm. That's very accurate. Thanks. Oh, they have their little zombie uniform. Yeah, the jeans and a like blue long sleeve top. Yep. For some reason, it's great because it's not really the aliens coming down and like body snatching people it's just aliens in the disguise of humans so they all have like weird this is what earth people look like outfits and it's it's very good initially i thought it was mind control mm. that's what i originally thought was happening but they're just mimicking their best rendition of a human so one of them follows one of the boys. I, I don't know any of their names aside from Derek, um, so we'll just be referring to them as the boys. One of them follows one of the boys out into a field, and that particular boy has got a pistol or something, and he shoots the top of the alien's head off, and it's disgusting. Mm. They do some camera angles where you don't see the shot go off. And I thought the body was just going to collapse and we weren't going to see it. But no, we get this angle shot up where we see half a guy's face <laughs> blown off. Yeah. And mm. that's what really, like, it gets you into that gore because blood sprays everywhere. You see brains just, like, drooping and dripping everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like, that's when I was like, oh, this is the special effects. There's there's the the legend that is... Peter Jackson coming through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, that was, that was like, that, that, that surprised me how gory that all of a sudden was. We went from zero to 100 very quickly. Mm. Zero being the original costume of the zombie was just a guy in a wig <laughs> to, to exploded head off, you know? Exploded head. Yeah. It's just the magic of Peter Jackson, and he does that a lot in the movie where you think that, oh, he's not going to show this particular gory moment, and then he cuts to it for like a second, and you're like, ah, and then you're back mm. to... Like, it's not long enough for you to notice how fake it looks. It's just long enough for you to get that initial reaction, yeah. which is very smart filmmaking uh, on his behalf. Is the blood realistic, though? I think it's too red. Oh, yeah. It's very liquidy as well, but like I don't think it's meant to be realistic either. I feel like a lot of the decisions for it 
were on purpose, though. Like, the the unrealistic bits felt intentional, you know? Yeah. Like, it was intentionally overly gory and didn't make much sense. The, the blood just shoots in every direction, you know? Mm. Whenever someone's head gets opened up, it's just, like, masses mm. of custard. It's not yeah. really shaped like a brain. They don't even try yeah. to make it look like a brain. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of brain matter in this movie. A lot of brain matter. We get heaps of great quotes. One of them is like, if they escape the town, they're going to attack Christchurch. They're going to attack this other place. They're probably going to attack Auckland, but that wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> mm, oh, I love that one. I wrote that one down as well. Why don't people like Auckland, Zach? Well, you see, it's it's Auckland. Ah. <laughs> I mean, Scorn, Scorn would know more. <laughs> hey, my old man's from Auckland, so. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. He hates it. <laughs> See? See? I told you. Yeah. So one of the boys uh, at this point is, like, locked up in a house. He runs into a house and he locks himself in. And I love that these aliens just pick up one of their own and use their head as, like, a battering ram. Like, four of them are slamming this guy's Mm. head into the door. (laughs) Oh, that poor poor fifth alien (laughs) who drew the short straw. I, I, I was in tears at this point. So all of the aliens... They figure out that Derek is up near the cliff, so they all run. And this is, like, kind of what the plot is. The plot is just Mm. scenes that are retconned into leading into other scenes. Yeah. Yes, but, like, the reason they know Derek's up there is because Derek starts interrogating himself. Like, (laughs) Peter Jackson starts interrogating himself. Yeah, he interrogates himself as as an alien. So Derek, the character, interrogates... A, a alien up the top of the cliffs but they're both played by peter jackson which was very funny and so he's currently torturing himself um and they're both screaming for some reason the alien starts screaming because he's being stabbed yeah and then for some reason derek starts joining in and then the the aliens are like oh hey there's some screaming we should go check that out the editing is incredible that you're able to have Peter Jackson playing two characters and you can't really tell unless you know what Peter Jackson looks like. Yeah. To be honest, I forgot that Derek was actually Peter Jackson. Yeah. It's the teeth that throw you off. Mm. It's those fake teeth. Those fake teeth are, are, are incredible. Did you like how they kept um, putting the camera right up to his teeth? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there were, a lot of, there were a lot of teeth, a lot of oral close-ups, yeah. <laughs> A lot of brain close-ups as well. It's good. That sounds less sexy, but he's not wrong. I, I wouldn't describe this movie as sexy, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to lie. Depends what you're into. <laughs> yeah, I mean, though, those alien cheeks, you know? <laughs> yeah, we love a bit of E.T. cheek, baby. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there was a quote that referenced E.T., wasn't it? Uh, yeah, there's something about the glowing fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no glowing fingers on these bastards. There it is. That would have been great if, like, they flipped the characters the birdie and then their fingers glowed up like E.T. That would have been good. (laughs) That would have been really funny. Oh, that would have been a good touch, yeah. So all the aliens, they storm Derek, but Derek has got a machine gun. (laughs) Yeah, pulled the blicky from nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's got this magical Mary Poppins, like, handbag thing. Yeah. Has apparently got a machine gun and heaps of ammo in there. Well, 
not all the ammo in the world because sometimes he has to conserve it. Like <laughs> at the start where he just says, <laughs> instead of firing the gun. That's right. He has a moment where he just <laughs> <laughs> yells gun sound effects at the aliens. Yeah. And the aliens are like, what? <laughs> but what's worse is one of the aliens fell for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that is worse. That is worse. Uh, you know what? Derek's got it right. Yeah. He's making a mockery of those aliens, you know? Mm-hmm. So he shoots one of the aliens so hard in the stomach that he can push the whole gun through so that he can then shoot the alien that's behind that alien. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then the alien collapses on top of him and, like, bleeds all over him. And I was like, oh. <laughs> One of them comes at him with a sledgehammer, so he backs away, trips over, falls next to a fence, and then another alien behind him swings a hammer at him while the fence is there, and it gets caught on the fence <laughs> just above where Derek's head is. And he's like, ooh, whoa, which was, uh, which was pretty incredible. And one of the sledgehammers gets stuck in one of the alien's head, and then that alien falls backwards off the cliff. His arm is, like, mm. torn out. So the surviving alien has got a sledgehammer wedged in his skull and an arm dangling off of it. Mm. And then uh, Derek has a nice fall, mm. you know? He, he takes a slip off the cliff. Mummy! <laughs> and he splats so hard on the, uh, on the rock at the bottom that his brains fall out. Yeah. Mm. And you're like, that guy's definitely dead. Yes, that guy is guaranteedly dead at this point. <laughs> And if you pause it at just the right moment, you definitely don't see an orange bucket of blood being thrown into the air. <laughs> it's at about 24, 25 minutes in as old mate's tumbling down the hill. Right as he splats on the rock, there's just an extra set of hands, an orange bucket with all the blood coming out of it. It's, it's beautiful. Scorn, we're introduced to the bread collection guy. Do you have a description mm. for this fella? Yeah. Just uh, a wish version of Sherlock Holmes. Yep. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) Does that work? Yeah. No, that seems accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, great. It's not wrong. (laughs) What is his job? Is he just like a guy from the Auckland church that walks around collecting money? Well, yeah, he's just a charity collector. Yeah. Seems like a decent fella. So he like he walks around a bunch. He sees Peter Jackson's alien eating out of that uh, that headless zombie with a spoon. That was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a, what a scene! I loved watching Peter Jackson just sitting there, just scooping brain out and eating it. You know, yeah. It's like a little child, you know. Yep. Just having a good old snack. But also, that's another alien, right? That's not a human, yeah? Yep. I think the aliens are cannibals, guys. (laughs) You heard it here first. So the guy collecting money, he runs up to a house that looks pretty identical to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. He walks in, he knocks on the door, and this giant chef man drags him in. Side knocks him out, drags mm. him inside. Mm-hmm. Was well, this a homage to Texas Chainsaw? Ma- I feel like it is. Yeah, I do hope so. After the homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, he wakes up in a. I was going to say a bathtub. It's like a vat, no, a drum, yeah, or something, yeah, like, like a bathtub style situation full of uh, vegetables. And it looks like my man's about to be cooked and eaten. Mm, he's got an apple in his mouth. He does. 
Certainly does. Is this when we're introduced to the old man? I, f- I forget what his character's name is. Uh, Lord Crumb. Is this when we're introduced to Lord Crumb? Yeah, I believe I believe it is. Mm. He's, he's great, isn't he? Oh, he's iconic. He's the only alien who talks. He is. It's like, this is where the alien actually talks. Because for, for the first half of the movie, they're zom- uh, not zombies, they're aliens. Mm. Um, but, but those aliens just grunt you know but this alien he talks exactly. it's like oh mm. they have some intelligence they have a purpose here and i immediately thought of you zach when he started talking because he does that thing you do when you do old british man impersonations which is <laughs> what are you talking about here sir that's complete he does Nonsense. that. Great. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's fantastic. But of course, in a New Zealand accent. Uh, uh, Scorn, how would that sound in a New Zealand accent? Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> in a New Zealand yeah. accent? <laughs> uh, no. Um, nope. Wrong. Oh, oh, no. It's very difficult. Oh, no, I am so sorry. I'm not going to try to do that. This voice is very British. It's a British voice. It's a real gruff British accent. So the boys saw him getting abducted, apparently? Question mark? Yeah. We get some fun quotes. One of them's like, oh, so we can't just go around shooting people because that way we'll kill lots of innocent people. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, that's, yeah, because they they have to dress up in, like, robber. Like, they put on disguises and stuff. Yeah. Mm. It's like, why are we doing this? Oh, it's so that if we kill all these random innocent people... It'll be fine. They won't know it's us. I get it. This spaceship is probably around here somewhere. They could have used a telephone box. There we go. There's the reference. Mm. Yeah. We're only authorised to use violence when there's a threat to planet Earth. And the moon. Oh, yeah. And the moon. We flash back to Derek. Scorn, what's up with him? He headbutts a seagull. (laughs) He's not dead. (laughs) Um, Sorry. Yeah, so I got those back to front. Hey, he's not dead. B, he headbutts a seagull. <laughs> Why not, I guess? It's I guess. at this point where, yeah, we realise that, hey, Derek actually somehow survived that fall from a great height mm. off the side of a cliff by landing in a nest of seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor yeah. seagulls. You get a zoom up of one of these fake seagulls gushing with blood. <laughs> yeah, just these pancaked seagulls. Um <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. But not only that, as Derek sits up post headbutt, um, we notice that the whole back of his skull is just hanging off. <laughs> his head is opened like a Velcro bag. Oh my goodness. As brain matter starts to fall from the back of his head, which he tries to smush back in and Yeah. Yeah. I love how he like noticeable changes in in his performance whenever certain brain matter is missing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Which I, I don't know if that's how the brain... I, I don't think you could just pick it up and put it back in there and you're, like, yeah. able to walk again. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> but I'm no surgeon. I'm no doctor. Yeah, look, I can't weigh in on it. I don't, I don't have a PhD in anything, so I'm not sure. Look, I need to look into the matter. <laughs> the brain matter. <laughs> hey, 
comedy oh, podcast. Oh, Still got oh, it. Oh, jeez. Still got it. I was I was definitely not expecting Derek to come back. He wears a bowler hat to keep his skull from flapping open. Yeah. yeah. What a what a what a style choice. Yeah. Well, but it's a bit too tight at first because he puts it on and then immediately just faints. <laughs> so we can cut to the next scene. All right, the boys roll into the house where Wish Sherlock Holmes is being kept. Yes. They walk in, there's blood all over the floor. One of them is like, oh, someone could get killed in here because he's like slipping all over the blood, which is funny because mm. many people have been killed mm. in this movie already. Mm-hmm. Comedy is, it, it, ah, I love it. It's been achieved. Mm-hmm. Comedy's been achieved, I think, there. Uh, he even grabs a mop to start cleaning it up so it's not so dangerous, you know? Yeah. What, uh, I love the, uh, the, just every scene where the wish Sherlock Holmes is in the pot with an apple in his mouth. <laughs> He's going, oh, Especially, there's one scene where Peter Jackson, like, shines the apple. I found that very funny. Yeah. The alien in Peter Jackson, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Alien Peter Jackson. Sorry, yeah. Okay, uh, just just for future notice, I refer to Alien Peter Jackson as Peter Jackson, and Derek is Derek. Okay. That's how I view their character. Okay, cool. Because uh, because uh, Derek is Peter Jackson acting, whereas the Alien is just him being normal, yeah, you yeah. know? So, <laughs> yeah, so, so that's why it's like that. They overhear the bad guy's plans, which is that they are the Crumbs Company Delights organization, and their plan is to sell human meat to the galaxy uh, and start up a brand new fast food chain. They are collecting some samples to give to the fast food authority or governing body or whatever to make them uh, Mm. check if human meat is edible. Then, if it is... Uh, apparently that organization will give the crumbs company authority to mass slaughter humanity, Mm. which is a lot of plot for this movie to just drop on you in like the last 20 minutes. Yeah. It's almost like halfway through this film, they decided to make it a proper film instead (laughs) of a short film and then added a plot (laughs) at this point so that it had one, but it's a, it's a, it's a big uh, plot reveal. And we go, oh, well, that's that's no good. That's bad. Which is funny because the the movie is called Bad Taste up until this point. You're like, it's called Bad Taste because the movie is just gross. You know, the people who would watch this <laughs> must have bad taste. But turns yeah. out the real bad taste is the alien's taste. Mm. The friends we made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, uh, the, I like as well, we're, we're revealed that all the town has been squeezed into several cardboard boxes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, why the aliens use cardboard boxes is not exactly explained. <laughs> but he does say, you know, you just have to cut off all the fat and stuff and you can pack them in there. Easy yeah, done. Yeah. Right. I've never cut up a person before, so I wouldn't know, you know? So maybe, maybe that's spot on. Uh, well, it's a difficult task, uh, so I've been mm-hmm. told. Yeah. So, you know. Scorn, the puke scene. <sighs> it's all yours, my man. <laughs> Oh, take the lead. Take the reins. It's um, it's a lot. So we have, <laughs> it's a lot. We got the the alien Peter Jackson, who's just held over a, a clear mixing bowl by a couple of his friends, and he just begins to vomit lots, <laughs> so much vomit, so much, so much vomit, so much green lumpy vomit into this bowl. 
And when you think it's over, it's not. <laughs> it keeps going. <laughs> And then it, it cuts to, you know, the faces of all the aliens who are watching and you go, all right, cool, it's over. It keeps going. The bowl eventually fills and in a very sort of ritualistic manner, the bowl starts to get passed between the aliens. Mm, this lovely bowl. <laughs> you know, like a, you know, you have a sip, I guess. That's what you do if you're an alien. You spew in a bowl and you let your homies have a drink. <laughs> there might have been reason behind it. There might have been some plot as to why they were doing this, but I was too recoiled to to take in any of the, what was being said. Meanwhile, one of the boys, one of the boys uh, has infiltrated this home and he's, he's amongst the aliens, you know, he's wearing their, their signature uniform. He's infiltrated their ranks and he gets past the bowl. And you're thinking like, Oh, this poor motherfucker has to, (laughs) has to sip on this, alien spew but yeah. correct me if i'm wrong is it made is it supposed to be made to look like he enjoyed it yep yeah it looked like he did because he has a sip and then he goes back very aggressively for a second gulp and then it's snatched off him yeah yeah he loves it is that explained was that explained well, i was then, very uncomfortable because in the next scene he goes to the rest of the boys he's like you won't believe what i had to do it was disgusting so i don't know maybe he's lying also the sound design for this whole sequence made me gag. Yeah, a lot of heavy mm. slurps. Yeah, it's gross. A lot of heavy slurps. Cut to the next morning. Yep. The aliens all go to sleep. I love how the boss is like, good night, aliens. And they all like turn off the lights or whatever. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. It's lucky that the aliens have the same sleep cycle as us. Mmm. Uh, maybe it's all part of their disguise, you know? They gotta they gotta adapt to this new planet. Mm, yeah. Pretend they're humans. Ad- adopt their sleep cycle. Also having a sleep cycle as aliens is interesting. Oh, it's hard enough as a human. Yeah, imagine if you had those uh proportions that we see later on. Trying to sleep, you know? Good point. All hunched over. They save the money collecting guy, and then there's a massive shootout that's basically the rest of the movie. Yeah. Have you done uh, paintball before? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely reminded me of that. Mm. Just running around, Mm -hmm. shooting people, people pretending to fall out of trees, you know. That was a great scene. One of the guys (laughs) is like, someone's shooting at me from somewhere, and he keeps like dodging Mm -hmm. these bullets. By the way, all the aliens shoot at their feet, which is very funny. Mm -hmm. They're all stormtroopers. He's like, where are these shots coming from? And he looks up in the tree and they're coming from the tree. And so he fires an entire clip into the tree and then like 10 aliens just fall out of the tree. Yeah, incredible. Meanwhile, while that action sequence is going on, Scorn, Derek finds himself a little toy. While this shootout's going on, his hat gets shot off. And when he loses the hat, he also loses the back of his head again. (laughs) And it's just, it's a very over-the-top losing of more brain as he's trying to cl- close the back of his head shut again, you know, there's there's dirt and there's straw and there's like leaves getting in the back of his head as he's closing it. And it's like, Ugh. <laughs> and then there's a part of his brain that he steps on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Gross. He, he, he does that like multiple times, finding bits of his own brain. Yeah. Just lying around. That time he finds it by stepping on it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. he like grabs a bit and then just, just puts it puts it back that's fine you know and i was just like oh oh." now is the the toy that you're talking about 
Is that the the homage to Evil Dead? Ah, that is the one indeed. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That is, yeah. So in the back, they have this almost like crafted case. Oh, locked behind a fucking keypad, which is a calculator. Oh my <laughs> god, I was in tears. So in yeah. the in the trunk of the spy car, you know, hidden behind a keypad combination, which is actually a calculator is a fucking chainsaw, a glorious chainsaw, all right? And you know that it's about to get real when they pull out the chainsaw. And boy, does it. And I, I, I was just like, no, Derek, no, you're not, you're not the character to have a chainsaw, no. <laughs> well, because at this point, he's got alien brains inside his own brain. He's like mishmashed yeah. a little bit. So he's, he's, uh, and pardon my French, he's nuts. Whoa. He's a little he's a little cray cray. Yeah. He's a little fucking insane. <laughs> so what does he do? He like he runs to the house. He makes a perfect cutout of himself to walk of through course. the wall. Yeah. Of course yeah. he does. Of course he does. Which is great. Wow. So good. I, lo- I love it when anything does it. Cartoon, real life, anything. Where <laughs> they just have a, a perfect cutout, including like like chainsaw bit, so he can walk through with the chainsaw. Yeah. I love that. That's excellent. They have a they have a battle. So there's several scenes here. There's one where they have the battle with the chef. The chef comes with a knife and they have this sort of battle which ends up with uh, the chef being thrown off the balcony, which was an incredible scene where you see this uh, fake chef just slam into the <laughs> ground. That that looked incredible. That was good stuff. I think I did go oof <laughs> yeah, when yeah, he landed yeah, because yeah. it was just <laughs> quick enough that it didn't quite click in my head that's a mannequin. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well done. I was like, oh, beautiful. So good. But then one of them has a fight with Robert, a- a.k.a. Peter Jackson alien. Yeah. And unfortunately, R.I.P. Peter Jackson alien, he gets stabbed in the neck with a machete. He does. And it is it is the saddest moment in <laughs> cinema history, I no. think. One of the boys very limp-wristedly <laughs> throws a machete at Peter Jackson's alien, <laughs> and it impales him with such force that he is taken off his feet <laughs> and pinned to a post <laughs> in the front yard. I'm glad you noticed that as well, because yeah. I wrote down, I think they cut that scene too late, because he throws it, and you can see the machete just kind of fall to the ground. Yeah. Yep. And then it suddenly flies into Peter Jackson's throat. That was the most accurate description of a scene I have ever heard. It mm-hmm. was That's incredible. Um, oh and of course, because he's, he's, he's stuck against this post... Uh, impaled by the neck. Yeah. He just starts shooting wildly and the head alien gets, like, clipped yeah. or something. Which then makes him transform back into the alien form. Yes. And we actually see some proper alien this time. I was not expecting it in the film. I thought we were just going to see, you know, human aliens throughout the whole yeah. film. You know, Doctor Who style. Well, it is kind of Doctor Who style because it's just rubber masks. <laughs> it is, but it's a, it's a bit more effort than the regular Doctor Who villain, you know. This is true. Over to our resident describer, Scorn, the aliens. Well, I, I don't know if it's because of their intergalactic fast food uh, preferences, mm. but the aliens are quite uh, thick. Mm. Thick is probably a good descriptive word. Um, thick... Aliens that look like they've been left in water for ages and are really bloated. Oh, yeah. 
They've got that, you know, that water bloat where something's like left sitting in water for ages. Oh God! Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. So, uh, exactly. That's what these things look like. Ugh. And they've got really bony butts that are just poking out of their jeans. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Oh yeah. They've got those alien cheeks poking through their jean pockets. Yeah. yeah, correct. So, so they have like a thing where they're all in, you know, human you uh costumes. And so when they change back to alien, they burst through mm. the the thing. So they have bits of uh, alien sticking out. So specifically on both butt cheeks, we have bits of alien sticking out, but also shoulders and elbows. And of course you see their face. It's a bit like if Voldemort was an aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's how I would describe it. And the nose like moves whenever they talk. We get close ups on the <laughs> on the animatronic. I stuff. love it. I love it. So they're just getting slaughtered left, right, and center. One of the boys has got an RPG and just launches it at the house. I mean, why wouldn't they have an RPG? I suppose <laughs> yeah. because of course they do. International super spies. Of course they have an RPG, and we see we are treated to some very high end pyrotechnics. Mm. Because because one of the boys has gone full Rambo at this point. He actually kind of looks like it too with the permed mullet. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's got the mullet, he's got the singlet on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's got everything. And he's got a bazooka. He chucks one of the, the like, explosives into his belt. Yeah. He has an RPG shell hanging from his belt. So good. There's a moment when Derek does a shining and he cuts through a door and also an alien and then perks his head out and says something like, well, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just like, bastards. I think that's all he yells yeah, through the wall. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the RPG guy shoots a second RPG through the house, but it just so happens to go <laughs> through that hole and then also the cutout of Derek that he put in the wall and it just flies yep. out into this town. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah, he blows up a sheep, doesn't it? Yeah, he blows up mm. a sheep. <laughs> That's right. He fires another rocket at the house, goes through an open window, out the cutout of Derek, and hits a sheep in the opposite paddock. I think this might be where the higher budget kicked in. Yeah. R.A.P. sheep, you know? Yeah. Didn't, didn't deserve that outcome. But also, was inevitable if you're shooting RPGs in New Zealand, you yeah, know? True. It's going to happen. True. Uh, one of my favourite action sequences in this movie was where Derek gets kicked so hard in the nuts that his head <laughs> shoots up to the ceiling and he buckles his neck on the doorframe. Oh, there was a pretty solid non-comedic moment of action when there's like six aliens lined up in a row mm. running at one of the guys. It might be the Rambo guy. He just pulls out a pistol and just uses the entire clip one by one, killing <laughs> killing <laughs> each of them along the porch. That's some good stuff. Yeah, mm. it's Rambo. What do you expect? So, finally, the alien leader heads to their spaceship, which is now integrated with the house. Don't think about it. doesn't make any sense. doesn't need to. <laughs> Don't worry about it. If you've made it about an hour and 20 into this movie and are still trying to pick it apart, like... <laughs> what are you doing? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. this is your biggest gripe this far into the movie, that the house is their fucking spaceship, like, something wrong with you. <laughs> so, the house lifts up and goes to space... How is Derek breathing? There's holes in the house. They've left the app. Who don't? What are you doing? Stop questioning. He's got alien brain matter. Like <laughs> obviously that's science. Yeah. So he's got alien DNA, which allows mm. him to breathe uh, carbon dioxide. But also that it's a spaceship. 
Yeah. So obviously it would be sealed from the outer space. Airtight. Yeah. Airtight. Even after a bazooka blew up a quarter of it. Don't worry about that. The spaceship's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're in space now. Uh, incredible effect, by the way. It's actually pretty solid. Not bad. So Derek is upstairs. I mean, at the top of the spaceship. I mean, upstairs, which is the same thing. Yeah. Mm. He cuts a hole through the ceiling. <laughs> yep. To which we are treated. My favorite line in the whole movie. <laughs> I've been sitting on this, this whole pot. Oh my God. He looks down at the boss alien before diving headfirst with his chainsaw and he yells, Suck my spinning steel, shithead! <laughs> <laughs> And he dives through the hole of the floor, head first, chainsaw revving, and <laughs> completely opens up Boss Alien from head to... Ho- well, I won't say that. Head to... um. No, I prefer if you said that. <laughs> I was just going to say head to hole. Yeah. And proceeds to give birth to himself through the alien. <laughs> he comes out the bottom of the alien and he looks at the camera. Yep. Just in case you thought this film couldn't get cheesy anymore. He looks to, directly at the camera and says, Oh, I've been born again. Yeah. Absolute fourth wall breaking moment. It's so badass. I love it. Yeah. I love this movie. But he takes it a step further. He then proceeds to wear Boss Alien's skin as a disguise mm. as he pirates the spaceship. Uh, and, he, and he says what, what, something like, I'm coming for you alien bastards or something. Yeah, yeah. something to that effect. I was too busy scooping my jaw off the ground to, to hear what <laughs> yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was too, bit, I was too busy laughing hysterically. <laughs> Yeah. At this yeah. film. It was uh it was a great time. Yeah. And then we cut back to the boys on Earth. They're driving off into the sunset as a pretty decent rock song plays, uh, with mm. the name mm. Bad Taste. I can only assume it was made for the movie. Yeah. And the credits roll. Mm-hmm. Just a just a beautiful final moment. Right at the end of the credits it says, Any resemblance <laughs> to people alive or dead is a coincidence. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed that as well. I did. It was wonderful. And that's bad taste. Incredible. That's bad taste. I wasn't expecting us to spend this much time on this movie, but it just goes to show how fun and ridiculous this this piece of art is. It's mm-hmm. it's incredible. A masterwork, you could say. I would I would love, and I'm sure they do it at one cinema here in Melbourne, but I would just love just a sold out evening. Everyone's <gasps> tipsy, just <sighs> watching this. Saying the quotes. Yeah, seeing this, I I would love to see this in cinema. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, like, a crowd of people. Because that's, that's the one thing I, I missed out on. Your guys' reactions when stuff happened. Yeah. It would have been infinitely better watching this with homies. Uh, Scorn, is it an oldie or a goodie? Oh, it's such a goodie. Yes. I wanted to give this the uh, Vomit Porridge Award. <laughs> Look... After this episode is done, two movies left of the year. Who cares anymore? It gets the award. Who who cares? Yeah. It gets the it, it gets it. It's better than a goodie. <laughs> it gets the award. <laughs> All right. It is time for the uh r- 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 <laughs> raving reviews. Rot- rotten reviews. Oh, rotten reviews. Yeah, yes, yeah. rotten reviews. Of course. I love that opener so much though. It's the uh part of the show. Oh um, I don't know what this accent is going into, where um, I get reviews from the only place that matters, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, from the only people that matter, 
which is specifically not the reviewers. Specifically, the audience. They give a they give a few reviews. Yeah. They they score this one up, and you guys, because this is a guest episode, have to battle it out mm-hmm. to decide who 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 is the best at figuring out. I'll tell you guys the review. You have to guess the score. The score is between 0.5 and 5. So remember the 0.5s. They're always important. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we ready? Are we ready to go? Let's go. Yeah. Now, this is going to be our decider, isn't it, Sandro? We're one for one. We are, indeed. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, my God. I didn't even know that. Good point. There, there are stakes afoot. Max says... I cannot describe this movie. And right. Max didn't even try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he just simply didn't bother. <laughs> I'm glad this is the, the tiebreaker reviews because yeah, wow. this guy didn't leave a review. He just said he cannot describe the movie. He can't describe it. That's great. I'm glad he took the time to tell us that he can't describe it. <laughs> Sandro, oh. what do you think he rated this? Uh, Let's go four out of five. Okay. To me, he can't decide what to say. That's not good. That's not bad. So I'm going to land right in the middle. That's a 2.5. Okay, a 2.5. Now, what rules are we using? Are we using closest rules? We've done that the last two times, so we may as well, yeah, do closest wins. Okay. So the closest would be Sandro because it's a 3.5. Okay. 3.5. We have Grimly. That's not a real name. (laughs) They say, I wonder if Peter Jackson will ever go May... Back to making films like this. Oh. Not saying it would necessarily be a good thing if he did, but I'm curious to see if he ever will. I feel like it could be. I mean, Malignant came out earlier this year, which was like mm. James Wan's throwback to schlocky director VHS horror from the 80s. So I feel like Peter Jackson could, could probably make a return as well. Mm. Yeah. That's a good point. Scorn, what do you think they rated this? Uh, four. 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 Ooh. Yeah. High praise. Uh-huh. 4.5, then. Ah, well, by closest will Scorn wins. Excellent. It's a 2.5. Ah. <laughs> we have Elvenard. <laughs> the fuck? Which is definitely a re- real name. <laughs> what are these Lord of the Ring fan names? Gail Lee and Elvenar. Yeah. All right, look, look. Hey, well, <laughs> what? Did you fucking expect? <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> 3.5 with friends, probably 2.5 alone. <laughs> this is a weird one. Do I go right in the middle? Because it's like, Ooh. That, that, that's what it rounds out to. But then Scorn could pick one of the other two. Exactly. And maybe he's right. Did, did this person watch it with friends or without friends? I feel like because with friends is first... I'm kind of psychoanalyzing right now because with friends is first. Ooh. I think they didn't watch with friends because mm. without friends is second. So I'm going to go for that 2.5. I'll go the 3.5. And you're going 3.5 scorn immediately. I like this because the pressure's on and scorn wins this because they rated oh. a 3.5. Oh. There you go. There damn, you damn, go. Damn. We have the second last one with Hugh who says funny. And just plain stupid. Bad taste can at times lose its way. But huh. then it regains itself with hilarious non-stop violence. A good review. 3.5. Again. Ooh. Back to back 3.5s. It can lose its way and then pick it up again is positive. So I'm going to go three. 
You're going to go three. Oh, Sandro's correct on this one. Ooh. It is three. Far it out. is three. Touche, touche. We're tied. We're tied. Two each. Yes. Going into the final question or quote. Normally, of course, the end question is double points, but it doesn't matter at this point. No. Because we're both tied up. This is for the championship. Ooh. The winner. This next one's for a billion points. <laughs> a billion points. A billion points. <laughs> a billion points. <laughs> for a billion points made by a user who didn't have a username. <laughs> I trust him. Promising young director, that Peter Jackson, one to look out for. <laughs> oh. All right. Oh, it's a joke review. Hmm. <laughs> For a billion points on the line, I feel like we've both got to say our scores at once. Oh, yeah. I like that. Which is going to make the editing awful, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> I, I, I I agree. I'll do a countdown, all right? Wait, wait, wait. Is it going to be like, say, three, two, one, go? Yeah, I'll say three, right, two, one, go. And then after I say go, you both instantly say your scores. Both jumping. Okay. Both jumping. All right. Three, two, one, go. Two point five. Two point five. Five out of five. <laughs> oh, Scorn wins the billion points. It's three out of five. Yes. Ah. Yes. A billion points to billion score. Billion points of mine. Who wins by quite a margin? I would quite say. A margin. You know, honestly, <laughs> quite a margin. I probably shouldn't go to five out of five. <laughs> It was a bold choice. I will say that. I like your risk taking, but Scorn. Yes. Scorn is the winner. Mm. With one billion and two points. <laughs> Has the record for highest scoring in this game. I'll wear that like a badge of honor. And there we go. That is the episode on bad taste. What a way to end Ooh. it. I'm pumped. This should have been the last episode of the year, but we've got two more <laughs> after this. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, Scorn, you are a streamer. Yes. A horror streamer. I am. Horror variety. That's it. Um, no. Thank you, guys. <laughs> uh, that sums me up pretty well. I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. I, uh, I stream on Twitch three to four nights a week. Uh, you can catch me at Scorn Gaming. That's Scorn with a K because I'm edgy. You say master of none, but you're clearly a master of this game with a billion points under your belt. That's a very good points. I have a billion points in my back pocket. Does feel good. <laughs> And if you're coming to us from Scorn's World, welcome. You have done other episodes, the Superman 4 versus Jaws 4 plus mm. the Evil Dead 2013 film up on Patreon mm. if you want to, if you want to check that one out. And links to all your stuff is going to be in the episode description for our people. Go check you out. Please do. Uh, Zach, we are on Facebook. We are on mm. YouTube. We are on Instagram. We've got an email address, oldiebuddygoodypod at gmail.com. Do you know what else we have? We got that Patreon, because that's where you check out Scorn. Oh, mm. That was a good episode. Oh, and the episode out on Wednesday, Scorn, you'll love this. It's The Lost Boys. Oh, thank God. I'm so stoked you circled back to do it. We did. Yeah, of, co of course. We had to do The Lost Boys. And you both loved it, right? I mean, oh, actually, no, tune into the podcast, guys, to find out. <laughs> Who knows what I thought about that movie? <laughs> oh, I could have negative thoughts about Ooh. that movie. Good. We'll have to tune in to find out. I might have brought the whole tone down based off my negative thoughts in that movie. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'm positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that is up there. That is up there. Uh, Zach, what is left is for you to pick next week's episode. Scorn, you're on here. Do you want to help out? Maybe read out some of these options? Sure. I'll start it off. I'll show you how it's done. Zach, your first option is called Batteries Not Included. Ooh. 
Uh, it's a wholesome family sci-fi about these tiny, like, extraterrestrial spaceships. They help save an apartment block from being demolished. <laughs> the what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pardon? Next up, we have The Dead. Mm. Set in the early 1900s, it's about a, a Christian epiphany party. Apparently, it was very popular during award season. Great. Do you know what we think about award season films? They're, they're great. Next. They, oh. <laughs> you got Iron Weed, and I'm not just talking about mm. bloody Thanksgiving time. What? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Uh, it's a story about a homeless couple during the Great Depression. They're played by Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep. We love them on the show. We love them. Yep. That sounds like a good movie. Yeah. Next. We have Leonard Part 6. <laughs> nope. Next. <laughs> no, no. Continue. Continue. I mean, I need to go back and rewatch Leonard's Part 1 through 5, honestly. <laughs> but uh, it's a spy parody. A spy parody starring... The Great Bill Cosby. Oh, oh no, no, oh, next. No. Oh, no. Next. Okay, Sanjo, next. That shouldn't even be on this list. All right, Moonstruck, a rom-com starring Cher and Nicolas Cage. Mm. Ooh, I do love some Nicolas Cage. We have Opera, which I almost definitely didn't accidentally almost pronounce as Oprah, <laughs> um, which is an Italian slasher. Ooh. Yeah, uh, it's a, sorry. It's an Italian slash about a series of murders being committed inside an opera house. Ooh. Directed by Dario Argento, hey. I believe is how you pronounce it. One of the best. Giallo? Uh, just say slasher. Ah, yes, great. One of the best slasher directors of all times. So I like how you're in my head, Sandra. It's yeah. great <laughs> that we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Um, it's considered one of his best. So you're saying this is uh this is a really good movie? I mean, Dario Argento, he did Suspiria. Oh, mm. which is a good film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we hit this with a fat pass because it's a good movie. <laughs> uh, you've got Overboard. A rich heiress loses her memory and then this carpenter comes along and tries to brainwash her into believing that she is his wife because I guess she's rich. Mm. Honestly, just red flags all around. <laughs> yeah, sounds like an incel. I'm moving on. Um, last but not least, we have September, which is the second Woody Allen movie of the year. Uh, trigger warning, it's about a suicidal woman oh. who retreats to her summer house but has to put up with her obnoxious mother. Oh! Shenanigans ensue, I'm sure. Well... This has all been great. Mm. Um, and by great, I mean, there's a lot of movies this week. Good Lord. There was a lot of them. A lot of them. The two that really stuck out to me was either Moonstruck, because it has Nicolas Cage, obviously. That's a good point. But also, Battery Not Included. Yeah. Mm. Wholesome family sci-fi. Well, that would probably make sense, because we just did a very not wholesome sci-fi. You could then <laughs> da, da, Was that a sci-fi? I guess it was a sci-fi. Technically. Yes. <laughs> All right, Battery's Not Included, it is. Excellent. Wunderbar. Uh, best quote of the movie to wrap it up with, I'll start off. My favourite quote is, Mummy! <laughs> Uh, my favourite is wankers. <laughs> yep. And scorn, <laughs> take us home. Suck my spinning steel, shithead. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I said it sexy, but... <laughs> yeah, I was like, ooh. Say less, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.